Welcome back, everybody, to a weekly episodic episode of TKB Boxing. It's your boy, KG. Yeah, and I'm Bean, and uh, we feel very uh, fortunate to have all of our uh, new followers on our new like page on Facebook. Um, just search TKB Boxing, two words, and um, hit the thumbs up, please. Um, we just need the support and the love, and uh, we appreciate all that you do. Definitely, and uh, it's a lot of uh, it's it's a whole lot of y'all that's, that's that's just been giving us continuous love, and uh, we have been promoting like crazy because you guys, we want to hear more from you guys and interact and be able to share these healthy debates with you. And uh, here at TKB Boxing, that's what we love to do. We love to to uh, bring up these topics and talk about them and be very passionate about it. We're boxing fans at the end of the day, and uh, we're just trying to bring that to light. We're trying to bring a little light to boxing. So, uh, thank y'all. Indeed. And um, let me give a shout-out to a few people. Um, Phoenix, um, Cuzzo, give him a shout-out, and hopefully in the future he'll make our show. Uh, Rico um, Hopefully he can make a show In the future as well We want to start getting our um, Some of our close family And friends in on debates And um, Really really have good you know Debates you know to speak about Because we all have a different perspective Of how we see things so We want to um, tap into that in the, near, in the near future For sure And uh I would like to. Uh, I would also like to to promote um, as well as um, TKB. It's unscripted vibes. It's going to be a show uh, exclusively here uh, under the network. And uh, you guys, please take a look out for that as well. Uh, we will be discussing like different uh, various topics over there as well. Um, and I would love for all of you to to, to just join and, and just give it a chance. Indeed. So um, let's 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 dive into the boxing um, dynamic. Yes, sir. Uh, since that's what we're here for. Um, so we have right now coming soon um, the fight we've anticipated for a long time. Um, Mike Tyson talked about on talked about it on his podcast. He had uh, Tank Davis or, or Ryan Garcia there, I believe, in person. But then he called Tank Davis on, like, FaceTime. So um, we're looking forward to seeing them get it on in live action here soon. So with Gervonta uh, Tank Davis and uh, Ryan Garcia, uh, what qualities do you see in each boxer? Um and uh, we start to see Tank be a little more reserved, not so caught up in the social media beef. He's more like, let's get it on in the actual ring. And, and Garcia is still, you know, hyper on the uh, social media tip. So what do you think about everything involving these two? Um, basically, uh, what my colleague uh, was saying already, I'm already in agreement with uh, I feel as of Ryan Garcia, 
is definitely the aggressor in this, uh, from my eyes, in my opinion. Um, Tank seems like he's just really in a comfortable spot right now. Um, he knows that everybody's gunning for him. Um, he knows that everybody's coming for him. Uh, not to get too far ahead, but uh, being Cuzzo just watched, I think, well, it was just yesterday, right? Frank Martin had called him out as well. So, uh, I mean, it's, he's, he's, receiving, he's receiving smoke from everywhere. But as uh, far as the Ryan Garcia, um, Tank needs to worry about what's right in front of him first. And that's Hector Garcia. Um, I feel like he has to deal with that beast first. You know, I, I, I really don't think it's a good idea to overlook a guy like Hector Garcia. Because if you start to do that, then you start to lose focus on what really matters on making this fight uh, a statement, you know? Um, and does uh, does Ryan Garcia have what it takes to beat Tank? Absolutely. He, he does. I'm not going to lie. He, he's a he's an all-around great fighter, real solid fighter. Um, you know, a lot of people debates uh, Tank's resume. You know, I, I hear that every day, uh, saying that his resume wasn't good enough. Uh, the guys that he fought weren't elite. Um I hear that a lot, but uh, Ryan Ryan Garcia is a great fighter. Tank is a great fighter. I think once you go into the details of both, Ryan Garcia seems to come out uh, early rounds, and he lets you know exactly who he is early on being a bully, lots of times. But uh, you know, Tank Tank is a guy that it will openly welcome welcome that you know. Uh, it's going to be an interesting fight. And, uh, you know, us as fans, we just want this fight to happen. It kind of almost gives you the, the vibes of the Errol Spence and Bud Crawford, you know. It, you know, you want a fight to happen so bad so all the chit-chat can stop. And that's exactly the same feeling that you get with Tank and Ryan Garcia. Yeah, um, definitely. Um, you know, I saw something. I don't remember. It might have been boxing scene, but one of the um, articles to where Garcia was saying, pretty much, forget the tune-up fight. Yeah. And let me have Tank, tank off the rip without a tune-up. And that he would spark him in two. But can I ask you a question off of that, though? Um, and And people, bear with me. I'm just asking a question so we can get to the bottom of things. I'm not bashing anything like that. I have to say this every time because I don't want to bash any fighter. I respect every fighter. But, you know, Ryan Garcia wants to say F the tune-up, but honestly, for the last two or three odd years, I believe that maybe some can argue he was doing tune-ups, right? Or, or In a know, sense. In a sense. In yeah. a sense. Not saying that the, the, the guys he was fighting was tune-ups, but yeah, because you had Tago and uh, was it the Fortuna, right, or something like that? Fortuna, was, or something I think like it was that. Fortuna. I think. Um, I mean, basically, I can I can say this, and this is what I see a lot of people saying regarding Tank and Ryan Garcia, and even even Tone said Tank needs to do more resume wise, but at the same aspect. So does Ryan Garcia. So right. let's just pretty much call them even as far as 
what they've accomplished in boxing, being young, rising, um, you know, boxing stars. For sure. I think them fighting each other is perfect because then you can say, you can you can more more or less gauge just how good Tank is and just how good um, Ryan Garcia is. Uh, they both have power. I would edge it that Tank has a little more punching power. Uh, speed. Garcia has hand speed. Uh, but what I see with him, it seems like he's, when he's coming forward is when he can trouble a guy. So I think if a person like Tank who has footwork, that gets overlooked. Because Tank is a knockout puncher, people forget that he's uh, very good with uh, head movement. Um, his, his foot his footwork is pretty good, and nobody pays attention to that. Some will say that Tank is is arguably one of the best knockout artists in the sport, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. And, uh, and Garcia has knockout power, too, so it's definitely a fight. I couldn't see it going uh, 12 rounds. I, I definitely think it would be a mean and nasty fight. That it That's just one of those fights that that you know that has mean intentions with it. You know what I mean? Like when you're watching a fight and uh, you just know that it's nothing good that can come out of it. Like somebody's going to hit the ground. That, that's, I feel like that's like everybody's uh, thought process on that because it's so much, it's so much person, personal uh, beef behind this. Uh, that's what happens in boxing sometimes, man. You know, sometimes, you know, the stuff outside of the ring spills in inside the ring you know the talk so you know it's definitely gonna be a good one to watch i can't wait man can't wait you know maybe maybe uh we'll be seeing them in maybe what april i think i think so i think so um i have to look it up and we can see about a venue and things of that nature um but kind of going back to ryan garcia Mm -hmm. with him saying that he was sparked out um uh, tank in two rounds. My thing is this. Don't get me wrong. Stranger things have happened in boxing. But I think sometimes, you know, you could be confident to the point where your confidence is like very prideful and, and arrogant. And with Ryan Garcia, I, I see that in him. You know, for you to say you knock out Tank in two, my thing is, you can knock out somebody, but I would say I would be a little more humble about it. Like, like hey, um, at some point I feel I'll knock him out. Mid-rounds maybe, but to say you would knock him out in two, uh, I can't see it being that easy. I just can't see it being, like, that easy. Um, you know. And uh, I'm also I'm reading an article right here right now because of from a boxing scene. And it is titled, De La Hoya on Garcia for going tune-up ahead of tank fight. I strongly feel it's a big mistake. And, uh, you know, he also says here, he said apparently he has uh, enamorous qualms about his star charges decision to go straight into a spring showdown with Geronte Tank Davis. So obviously, De La Hoya is showing a little concern. Like, where, where, where is his mind at through all of this? What, what do you think his mind is at? Because, uh, 
you know, he obviously said it's a mistake. Um, obviously, he he wants to uh, he wants to get right into the fight now, which we heard voiced by Ryan Garcia as well. Yeah. So with all that that unraveled up until this point for this uh, this uh, fight to get actually made. I think De La Hoya respects Tank more than he would ever admit. That's kind of why he's alluding to the fact like, well, man, I don't think you should take this guy lightly. Like, you, you know, maybe not a tune-up fight for uh, Tago or some level of fighters you fought, but to not warm up for Tank, that could come back to bite him. And I feel like um, him doing that, I'm going for Tank, but if Tank should be victorious or get the knockout, I don't want the excuse that you didn't have a chance to get a warm-up when you you stated you didn't want a warm-up. So that can't be an excuse if you get knocked out or beat. But see, that 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 carries me over into my next, uh, my next thing I want to talk about. You know, because a lot of fighters now, they, they're going up against that, that stigma now of what is being said that a lot of those guys, they don't, they don't fight. They don't fight very much in one year. You know what I mean? Maybe he wants to feel like he's in the ring, he's active, he's getting ready. But uh, I know what you're saying also, because for Tank, you have to stay ready to get ready. You can't, you know... You can't uh you can't be outside the ring too long. So maybe that's what he's I'm guessing that's what he's thinking. But um but yeah, that's that's a that's an issue right now. That's a real big issue right now along with a lot of fighters, uh, mainly along with the the younger guys right now is that they don't fight enough. I think AB said it, I think the other day even where he said that uh he has a problem uh with these networks not getting these guys in, in the ring at least three times a year. Three times a year seems like a good number. But uh, some of these guys are not even touching the ring once. So what is your stance on that, and how does that affect, in your opinion, how do you think that affects this fight between Tank and Garcia? Um, In terms of Tank and Garcia, mm-hmm. and really just to speak on in general, just – whether it's Tank and Garcia, whether it's Usyk and Fury, another fight that people want to see. I think too much lapse of time in between fights, it definitely affects a fighter. Uh, even like with Terrence Crawford fighting somebody like Avendesian, who wouldn't be necessarily at his level, but he's still considered, I think, a top 15, I think they said. Yep. Well, I mean... Crawford admitted himself that he felt the ring ru- the ring rust and that he was trying to, you know, adjust and shake it off and get back into his his normal thing. Um, you know, you hear Mike Tyson and people of that era, Holyfield, they were fighting a few times a year, you know, a few times uh, every couple months. So I think these fighters need to get minimum of three fights a year. And I know AJ has spoke on that too, that, um, that next year – that he wanted to fight three times. So that would be like, um, I don't know if that would be quarterly, but it would be like every every four months because you have four months, four months, eight months, and then four months, 12 months, yeah. So, I mean, I think it's important to stay active because otherwise 
they always say if you don't use it, you lose it. Just like, you know, if you're singing or whatever your craft is, uh, if you're working out. If you don't work out for a while, your, your muscles, you know. So anything you do, you need to kind of do on a consistent basis. Definitely so. Definitely agree. So we have to hop right into another uh, very, very hot topic that's been uh, very uh, demanded to be talked about. And that, of course, is the subject of Terrence Crawford versus Errol Spence. Um, Errol Spence, actually, he actually, I, I believe he said today that, um, wait a second, people, I'm actually looking. He actually said two days ago from Boxing News, reported by Boxing News, Errol Spence said he's not sure if he'll fight Crawford in 2023. And then he alluded to a good fight would be Terrence Crawford versus Tank Davis, which is interesting. Um, so with that, with that being said, we're going to play a little game, right? So would you buy or would you sell the idea of Terrence Crawford and Errol Spence fighting in 2023? Um, repeat that question one more time. We're not. Like, would you... Would you put all your money on Terrence Crawford and Errol Spence fighting in 2023? Or you don't think it's a chance? Wow. Uh, great question. It's just like you see so many uh, things to where you're that anticipation, you're on the edge of your seat, or you're making phone calls. You know, you know, Tone might hit me up at work or, or text me to call him. Shout out to Tone. Shout out to Tone. Or my cousin B-Bub a call. Um and we'll start politicking. Hey man, I heard it's I heard it's on. Cause last time we just we just thought it was on. But I kept telling Tone, like, bro, I just I don't know if it's solid yet, man. So you get all these letdowns and disappointments. So until it's actually signed, it's hard for me to believe that next year it's gonna be on. And then Earl Spence just had this accident, so we don't know what um injuries he might have suffered, you know. Um, in this in this most recent uh, wreck, so there's a lot going on. Definitely so, and uh, 2023 will answer a whole lot of questions as well. Um, I definitely want to uh, to ask about Devin Haney's career in 2023 because uh, I think he has a pretty good uh, pretty good path going right now, and. Uh, What's next for Devin Haney? I mean, he's out there. He, I keep hearing him, Shakur, Tank, you know, Loma's in there. You know, uh, a couple guys are in that mix. So, uh, you know, I, I just wonder, out of, out of like the four, who is the most interesting guy going into 2023 out of the four? You think? Of Haney, Shakur Stevenson, Tank. And uh, darn it, I, I, I didn't have to bring for people. So you would, so you think the three maybe? Yeah, Shakur Stevenson, Tank, Devin Haney, and Loma. I'm sorry, and Loma. Okay, that's who it was. Okay. Well, uh, just before I answer that question, uh, since we're speaking of Haney, shout out to the Haney family, uh, Mr. Bill Haney, his dad, uh, and. 
and um, Devin Haney himself. And uh, when I look at like fight hype or uh, different things on YouTube, uh, I really can appreciate Bill Haney uh, talking about Ohio and Cincinnati because he has a close bond with uh, Adrian Broner. And he had a couple of good stories to talk about, um, you know, things like that. Um, and he even said for this uh, upcoming fight with uh, AB in uh, February against uh, Ivan is it Red Cash. Ivan Red Cash, yeah. Yeah, that, uh, you know, of course, uh, Bill Haney is uh, rooting for AB, you know. So hopefully AB gets it together. Um and gives it his all. He said he's ready. He said he's going to show everybody. So uh, I'll, I, I plan to be watching it, you know. Um, but as far as those four, uh, Loma is at the point where he's getting up in age. So he ain't going to have too many more great days, you know. Um, and that's what I was telling somebody uh, on FB on these different um uh, like uh, like the boxing scene and uh, other things out there when we're, we're having our debates. Fighters that rely on reflexes, fast feet, things of that nature. Those things don't they go they get at their peak at some point. Uh, even like a Floyd Mayweather, a Floyd Mayweather, um, Roy Jones, Tyson Fury, who's a heavyweight. They can only do that for so long to where. They have to make adjustments for what they lack later on down the line. You remember at some point, Roy Jones kind of slowed down. He couldn't, you know, he was so fast and so athletic and had a physicality that that was just how he could do certain things and get away with certain things other fighters couldn't do that was unconventional. Muhammad Ali in his time, you know, dropping your hands and, you know, things like that that you're not really supposed to do. These guys were fast enough to do it, but once you start to slow down, you saw them taking more punishment than what they had. So uh, even like a Tyson Fury, you know, eventually he's getting older. So what he did 10 years ago, he can't really do now, not in the same way. So I think him stalling out AJ is going to benefit AJ because a person who possesses power that power don't leave. That power is the last to leave. But a person who has reflexes and footwork and fancy stuff, that eventually starts to erode after time. And I also think that uh, I, I want to kind of talk about uh, Wilder a little bit as well. Like I, I feel like I feel like Wilder gets lost in that mix a, a lot of times. Uh, and a lot of people had stuff to say about his last fight as well. Um, but uh, I want to see Wilder next year maybe go against, uh, I don't know. Like, I, I say throw him a little something different. You know, like I said, it's much respect to the heavyweight fighters over in the U.K. Um, you know, there's Joe Joyce out there. Dubois, you know, Um uh, I just I just want them to mix it up a little bit, man. Have a little fun in the heavyweight division. What what is a what is a heavyweight fight that you would love to see at this moment if you can? I'm still so interested in this Fury versus Usyk uh, for undisputed. You know, here is 
Fury, who holds the uh, the WBC that Wilder had for like uh, ten title defenses, and, and finally um, he loses it to Fury in the rematch, and then he tries to get his belt back, and um, Fury defends the belt and keeps and keeps uh, a hold of the uh, WBC. So then AJ, who had uh, all the rest of the belts, there's so many of them, IBF, IBO, maybe WBO, whatever, um, WBA. Um, when Usyk defeated AJ twice, he then dethroned him and took his belts. So now you got two guys. You got Usyk unified with three or four belts. And then on the other side, you have Fury with one belt. Well, once these guys fight, either that WBC belt is going to use it or, or every belt that use has is going to Fury. So the belt is going to change no matter what. Somebody's getting all the marbles. Somebody's getting all of them, you know. And we haven't seen that type of level in like 20 years. Maybe I think it's 20 years. Whenever uh, we can probably Google it. But when Lennox Lewis reigned as undisputed. You know, he was the last to do it. So, I mean, if Fury beat Usyk or if Usyk beat Fury, they go down in history behind Lennox Lewis and they're stamped in history forever for being undisputed. Um, to me, uh, that's the that's the highest level and goal you can, you can set for yourself, you know. Um, and these are two fighters who have a unique style, you know. Uh, Fury is who he is. Uh, he, he, he knows how to uh, be pretty limber for his uh, height and his size. Um, he's quick. He's witty. He's crafty. Um, and then you got Usyk, who's smaller than Fury, you know, as far as height. He's maybe like 6'3". Um, and he has that Matrix style. Um, I, I, I can see it going like this. There's a slight chance that Fury can stop him if he can knock out Usyk. But I also see where Usyk can just outbox him all night. As long as he doesn't let Fury have advantages that he can look at in film and see how he operates. If, if, he can, if, if Usyk can stop Fury from holding on to him, trying to lean on him, trying to use his body weight, to lean on him to take away his legs and drain his stamina. He got that. He got that. He got that fight easily. Reading right here from uh, Boxing Social, John Fury, the father of Tyson, has gone against his son by admitting that a fight between Tyson and Anthony Joshua will be a bigger fight than an undisputed clash with Usyk. What is your thoughts on that? Um, I think on a marketing level, uh, it's going to do big because they both are from UK. So that being from, you know, your countrymen, um, that's going to just blow. You know what I mean? And AJ is still the guy. I mean, yeah, he has three losses, but from a marketability standpoint and things of that nature and what he had accomplished in a short period of time, um, it's big. Uh, so to me, either, either match to me, I'm happy to see if it's Fury 
Music or if it's Fury AJ. Uh, but I mean, just to keep it 100, uh, if we're going to give it to the person who's the most deserving at this time, it's Usyk because he did beat Joshua. So to be fair, Usyk should have first dibs at um, Fury. And I think AJ should get uh, uh, a future shot at at, at uh, Fury in the future. And alluding to the fight between the possible fight between Fury and Usyk, the winner of the fight between the two champions would crown the first undisputed heavyweight champion since Lennox Lewis in 2000. And the first of the four belt era, making it truly a historic fight. It would also give Usyk the chance to become just the second fighter to have won the undisputed crown at both cruiserweight and heavyweight alongside the legendary Vander Holyfield. Mm. That's great. That's why well, I'm telling that's, you. That's nice, man. Yeah. So 2000, that's, that's pretty much we're stepping in the New Year's in a few weeks. So that's going to be 23 years since the last Undisputed. That's a long time, people. Very long time. You know, uh, just, huh? to, just to make history like that is just wild. I mean, 23 years. I mean, how old were you back then in 2000? Man, 2000, man. I was 20. I had to have been like, what, 10? I think 11? It was, it was one of those. Yeah, man. So, so it's kind of crazy. Long time. Yeah. yeah. Just the, I mean, hey, man, that's that's uh, that's some great history to make, and I can only imagine the the magnitude and energy that will be surrounded a fight like that, you know, and to uh, having a champion do something that a, that another hasn't done in twenty three years. So amazing stuff, man. But um, we would we would like to push the uh, conversation on to uh, the women's side of boxing. And uh, I read that uh, Clarissa Shields and Savannah Marshall have a rematch on hand, right? Because Savannah Marshall says she had exercised the rematch clause. How do you think a second fight goes between the two? It could be like this. One of two things. It could be like how Devin Haney did Cambosis when he went back. The, the the rematch he did him even worse, he he beat him a lot worse. Um, or it could be a thing where Savannah, um, maybe gets, maybe she keeps Peter Fury, which is Tyson's uncle, in her corner, but maybe she adds another trainer, and she just has to really watch closely. The speed of Clarissa and what Clarissa was doing, she needs to negate her speed somehow. Um, she needs to make major adjustments, though. I mean, not like a few tweaks. She needs to make, I think, a lot of adjustments to to be on the level of trying to beat Clarissa. Clarissa's, she's a beast. You know, she's she's a tough cookie. And speaking of tough cookie, like shout out to the uh, UK fans as well. Um, you guys were excellent. Like I watched the fight, and I thought it was just so dope how. Uh, how you guys turned up with the fight, man. It was such an enjoyable crowd uh, with the first fight between Clarissa Shields and Marshall. And uh, Clarissa just came out and she said that she will accept her fight, but it won't be in the UK. Now, how does that play a part in this fight? Um, Now, if they did have a fight and it wasn't over there and it wasn't in the U.S., I think that's even, uh, even sweeter for Clarissa because... Traveling fans as well, too. Yeah, you were able to go over there in her backyard and beat her, and then you get to come back 
America to your country. I think uh, it's great for both, though, honestly. Yeah, I really yeah. I think it's good for both. It definitely is. It'll give uh, Savannah, uh, like I said, a reason to definitely, like, train her hardest. I mean, she would just have to go uh, into a, a mental um, zone of, you know, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm really hungry to defeat her this time around. And by all means, you know, I'll be taking training seriously and I'll be training this much harder for the rematch as I did from uh, the first fight. And I'll be doing film studies and I'll be doing breakdowns, you know, because the advantages that Savannah does have is she has the power advantage and she has the reach advantage. But, you know, um, does she have a good enough jab to keep Clarissa away? You know, you know, a jab is very important in boxing. It sets up everything. But uh, if you don't know how to uh, use it to keep a, a boxer at bay or out, up off of you, um, you're going to have a long night. Let's uh let's take a little bit of a uh, insight in with two of these uh with two of these warriors. You know, Marshall came more than ten years after the meeting during the preliminary rounds of the twenty twenty twelve World Amateur Championship. And Marshall won over their uh amateur fight over a seventeen year old Shields before going to to win the tournament outright. Both made their way to the twenty twelve London Olympics with Marshall suffering a loss in the quarterfinals. And then Shields ran the tables for her first of her two consecutive Olympic gold medals. And then, um, you know, just just listening to that, you know how special that is to have two two of the elite uh, fighting at a high level, and then revisit that years later at such a high peak in their careers. I just look as it at it as as in uh, they. No one, no one really lost in that fight, man. Yeah, you know, as far as boxing, yeah, the spark or I'm talking about moral wins. I know it's no moral wins. I know y'all say, hey, there's no moral wins in boxing, but I'm just talking from the standpoint of these two ladies deserve to be celebrated, you know, off of what they did. You know, two Olympic gold medalists. And, uh, you know, it, it deserves to be celebrated. And I, I think women's boxing is uh, definitely on the uprising if it isn't already, you know, after that fight. It's, it was an amazing fight. Real good fight. Absolutely. Um, you know, so if they rematch, I definitely want to see it again. For you sure. Know, if they, if she, uh, Savannah wants to run back and another opportunity, and uh, they'll probably get paid, uh, well, hopefully anyway, they'll get paid very, very swell for, you know, their rematch. Very, very swell, man. They deserve it. But where where do you, uh, what would you rank both of them right now? Um, if you, in, in your opinion, like what would you rank them among? Because uh, you know you got the, uh, obviously, the, the Katie Taylors out there. What's the other uh, woman's name? The, the Natasha... Natasha Jonas is, is that or Jonas? Yeah, her Bomb Gardner, um, and you got uh, Ebony Bridges. Ebony Bridges. So I don't really know. I would have to do some more research, research here. Yeah. As far as their weight divisions, I don't know For which sure. ones all are in the same weight class, or if somebody is uh, lighter than 
Clarissa, would she go down in weight or if somebody's heavier, would she go up in weight, you know, do a catch weight, you know, for sure. things of that nature. But um, shout out to Abaney Bridges, too. I mean, uh, I seen on her Twitter that her uh, I believe that was her right hand that kind of got bruised up a little bit. It, it, yeah. was, a, it was a nasty bruise, but um, hopefully we see her back in action and healthy next year. So definitely uh, shout out to her. Uh, that was a I heard it was a pretty, pretty good banger. So. Uh, I'm definitely going to be watching it myself here soon. I haven't had the chance yet, but uh, been hearing good things about it. Absolutely, man. And yeah, hopefully her hand heals. It looked swollen, probably broken, or, you know, broken, fractured in different areas. Um, she's definitely a warrior. Definitely a warrior. More definitely so. So, uh, I want to tackle definitely, uh, Something that had just happened last night. I know you guys are aware of the Frank Martin versus Michael Rivera match. Uh, I we didn't really get a chance to uh, watch it yet. Uh, you know, I was celebrating my birthday, uh, people, so uh, definitely didn't, didn't get a chance to watch that yet. Um, but uh, yeah, I heard that it was a, I think it was a knock knockdown, and I forgot what round it was. I think it was a knockdown. I want to say round six. Don't quote me on that, but I, I want to say that uh, Michael Rivera had failed to the canvas on uh, on uh, ah, round six for sure. So um, I'm going to definitely go back and watch it. And Frank Martin, I keep hearing his, his name. I know that it's uh, it's Arrow's uh, fighter, right? It, it's a, yeah. His fighter was. If I'm not mistaken. He's in the same camp as Arrow, right? I mean, yeah, one of the two. Either he's in the same camp. Or he's up under Arrow, kind of like how um, Tank was up under Mayweather. So um, I'll do more research on the Arrow and uh, Martin relationship and things of that nature. And, uh, you know, and I'll be paying attention to this up-and-coming young Martin. I love seeing these young fighters and and, and how far they can rise um, in the sport of boxing. Uh, they said he had dominated the fight, completely dominated it. Uh, they said he was a complete stud in the fight. But uh, after the fight, he calls out Tank, Haney, and Roley. It's quite interesting. <laughs> yeah, to say the least. Quite interesting. You know, Roley, uh, Roley's just holding on, people. He's definitely holding on. Uh, and, of course, Haney, you know, understand that. We understand the Tank. But, uh. I just want to take this time here now on the uh, podcast again, just to show you guys thanks, just to tell you guys thank, thank you, very thankful for all you guys, grateful for your appreciation, you know, and uh, for for all the fans that we have like uh, worldwide, you know, uh, I've been seeing you guys uh, chime in to the show on Spotify, on Pandora, uh, I've seen a couple on Amazon Music. Um, we're promoting heavy right now, and we want to let you guys know here at TKB Boxing, um, we put you guys first at best interest, and uh, we want to celebrate you here too. So, you know, start start to uh, start to chime in, see what we're talking about, and we really want to interact with you guys, we really do. So. Yes, and a um, special shout out to um, every follower. Um, if I don't. Mention your name, please, please do not take it personal. 
but I will do my best for those who respond to my messenger or um, on the debate in the Facebook group. I like to um, I like to give you your roses and you know give you a shout out. So um, a special shout out to Tony Lawrence in Belgium, who um, who uh, left me a couple of voice um, messages on Messenger and. Uh, he definitely supports us, and he said he will um, let others know about us. Um, thank, thank you, Tony. We definitely appreciate it, brother. Uh, Michael Sanders, I believe he's in UK. He said he'll um, spread the word as well. So, uh, Michael, uh, appreciate you, Michael. Really appreciate you guys. Definitely, man. And uh, you know, we're we're gonna start to uh, here in the future. We really want to start doing special things for y'all, like you know, maybe. Uh, I imagine like maybe like some type of uh, video interaction with them, you know, so you guys can see us. We can see you. You know, we all family here on TKB. We're all family here. So, you know, we want to, uh, you know, have great conversations, you know, and uh, learn from one another. That's, that's what it's all about. So uh, this has been another episode of TKB Boxing. Like I said again, uh, can't stress it enough. Definitely appreciate you. We wish you. Nothing but love, blessings to you, your family, and, uh, you know, this is KG. And this is Bing. And right before we go, KG, uh, just to get him up to speed. My bad, hopped the gun a little bit. So. No, 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 it's all good. All I wanted uh, is for those who may be new tuning in, where to find you on all your platforms. Well, while I'm looking this up shortly right here. Um, we can tell you guys that I can tell you guys we do have a Discord. Um, we do have uh, a TikTok. We have a fa a new a newly created Facebook page. Um, and uh, we have a we have a stream yard that we're uh, setting up right now. So hopefully we get that set up. Uh, maybe we, we might mess around with it after this, uh, just to kind of. See what we got, because uh, like I said, we're trying to up our quality. We're trying to uh, to to move up more on these platforms so we can connect with you guys. You guys are our first priority. Um, TKB is nothing without you guys. So like I said, thank you, thank you, thank you. Can't say it enough. Yeah. So definitely, um, I have a um, I have a TikTok, and you can find me at. Bean Laurie. You spell that B as in boy E A N L O W R E Y. And that's my TikTok. Also, if you're on Facebook, um please just spread the word and hit the like button. Hit the like button on the actual icon. It's a thumbs up. I appreciate the likes on my post, but actually like the page itself. So just hit a thumbs up on the icon. If you have problems finding it, uh, inbox me on Messenger, inbox me on TikTok, and I'll try to help direct you on how to do it. And you can follow us also on Twitter at capital T dot capital K dot capital B boxing. So that's TKB Boxing on Twitter. Definitely look us up. Leave us 
Leave us some comments. Leave us some uh, ideas that you guys would love for us to talk about here. Um, definitely, we're, we're, we definitely monitor uh, our pages every single day. So uh, we will definitely notice the, the, the comments and messages that you guys leave. Also, follow us here on Instagram. You can follow Bean at capital B as in boy, E-A-N-1-5. That's capital B E. A N one five. And for me, KG, you can follow me at Brody James thirty one. That's B R O D Y J A M E S thirty one. All lowercase letters. Also Discord. Yes, that's right, people. On Discord as well. T dot K dot B boxing. All capitals. And uh, just be sure to just follow us and stay tuned for the later updates because, uh, you know, this is a growing business. Uh, you know, we're, we're a growing platform. And uh, like I said, not without you guys. Uh, we're we're going to take you guys on a journey with us. So we definitely appreciate you tuning in for this episode and more previous ones as well. I am KG. And I am Bane. And just before I um, got me again. Just before I go, I just wanted to say this because, uh, you know, um, for us to get to where we are with the TKB uh, platform, um, is I just want to say a special shout out to my parents, my mom and dad. Uh, I thank God for them being here and thank God for them having me because uh, I'm able to... uh, Try to share a gift with the world, and uh, it's just a good feeling to uh, interact with people internationally. This is the first time I've done something like this, but I, I always knew this is something that I kind of wanted to do. So it all kind of came together, but we'll talk about that in another uh, dialogue. So peace out from being. And as you guys know, I always leave you with the two famous words of TKB Boxing, and that is, keep fighting.